Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. How the fuck's it going? I hope you guys are having an amazing day. It's been really wonderful here this week. Um, things have really been insanely awesome. Um, I just, I, I'm still kind of in a little bit of shock myself. Um, yeah, <laughs> things are just crazy. Um, so many wonderful things. So last weekend, I, well, I don't know if I told you guys or not in the last episode. I'm sure most of you have seen the pictures by now if you follow um, my Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or um, anything really like that. I mean, my social media. I had bought dreads, like blonde uh, dread extensions. I've been wanting them for a while and I bought them. They were on sale. I'm still really not 100% sure like on how to take care of them real well, so I'm like, still learning. But I bought them and I kept, um, I had them for like a couple weeks because I was just kind of trying to figure out what I was doing. And I didn't have a plan for putting them in because my hair's short to begin with and I can't braid the back of my hair. It's just too short to work with for me to figure out like to braid and everything. So Trav's like, oh, I could probably do it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Cause I didn't really want to have to like go somewhere and do all that. So I had to take one of the extensions and some twine and teach him how to braid. Trav's never braided a day in his life. Um, but yeah, he, he picked it up kind of quick. And then I showed him a couple TikToks on how to install them. And we did it. And it took him seven hours. And I feel horrible that it took that long. But they look amazing. I will say I love them so much. Um, I've got some black that I'm going to braid into it. And um, some more charms and beads and everything. But I'm just in love. It's going to help me grow my hair out. And I just feel more like myself. And it's just really... It's really cool. It's really nice. So, very thankful for that. Things have been um, really wonderful. That route, uh, Facebook reached out to me and they want to start paying me for content, which I think is amazing because that will help put it out there to more people. So, my if you are not already following my private, my personal page, go ahead and give me a follow if you want. Um, I'm gonna be posting a lot of things there into the to the group, but also. Um, it's just kind of going to be a journey that we all kind of take together. I'm really excited about this. It's really going to help us um, get things going. So I've been looking into the merch store stuff and I realize it's going to be a lot. Like they, my whole thing is I want everything to be cheap for everybody because I don't want anybody to have to pay like a lot of shit just for like a shirt or something. So my plan is I'm just going to buy a Cricut and I'm going to make my own decals and, and kind of do my own thing. So um, it'll just go up on my Shopify store like everything else. It'll be directly ordered through there or something. Um, that way I can keep the cost super cheap because I want people to be able to have things at a really cheap price and I want to be able to have more options where we can do some things um, like as we were talking about in the group about doing um, like something that's like kind of coded. So if you're in the broom closet, people wouldn't really know unless you were in the know about it kind of thing. So I want to be able to have options. I want it to be cheap for you guys. And just, I don't know, I want, I want to be more involved with it just because I feel like it will be um, more special. So it'll go through my Shopify store. I'm just going to go get a Cricut, I think. Um, I'm still trying to research them a little bit. I don't know. Anyway, so that's been great. But yeah, with Facebook offering, um, they want to start paying me for content. I think it's going to be a huge help because then it'll give me extra income to, um, to get things done and get things going. So I'm really pumped. 
things are just falling into place and I, I am really, really excited the way things are going. So it's been great. So you could probably tell by the uh, title of this episode if it's one one, uh, one part or two, but I'm, I'm leaning more towards two right now. Just looking at everything that um, I want to speak about. So it's probably going to be a two-parter. I know some people don't like two-parters and I'm really sorry. I just don't want it to be like a four-hour episode. So it's kind of where we're at, but it is something that we, I've gotten a lot of requests about and a lot of things. So um, I think it's a really good time to talk about it. I have several books on it. I just actually picked up a new one when the metaphysical store opened here in town last week. And um, I think it's gonna be really helpful for us. So I have a few things out of here I wanna pull out and go over, but a lot of it is just a mixture of a lot of different things, uh, research I've done and, and my own personal experiences with things. So we are going to be talking about animals today, animals and the craft. Um, there's a lot of stigmatism, stigmatism. There's a lot of fucking crap, can't say the fucking word, when it comes to animals. And there's a lot of controversy. There's a lot of different opinions and thoughts and feelings and beliefs. And we get into a lot of gatekeeping when it comes to animals and the craft. And I don't like gatekeeping. You guys know that very much. So I want to make sure that we're kind of making it where everybody understands that no matter what I say to you guys, it's based on how you personally feel about things. So um, as always, there's no wrong way to be a witch. So it doesn't always mean that everything I'm saying will always resonate with you specifically. And that is something that um, it's just so important that I want everybody to remember all the time, no matter what topic it is. I'll start off by talking about spirit animals. Um, so spirit animals and spirit and guide animals, there's a little back and forth and we're, we're going to get into it, right? Like an animal guide. So <laughs> we need to really acknowledge the difference first that um, you can have, not really the difference, but the fact that you can have um, different spirit animals throughout your life and they come at different, like different ones at different stages in your life. But your animal guide is the one that is basically with you for your entire life. And I know that sounds confusing because when I first started really diving into the whole thing, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I thought animal guide, spirit guide, spirit animal. I thought they were all the same thing, and they're really not. Um, and I'm going to explain a little bit more about it, but it makes perfect sense for me when I break it down how they're not all the same. So if we look at it in the point of um, your spirit animal can change as you change, as you go through phases, it's, it's like... If you think of different phases of your life, like um, early adolescence and teenager and, and, you know, early adulthood, mid-adulthood, late adulthood, there's so many different phases of, uh, phases of our life similar to the phases of the moon. We're going to gravitate and change as we go through different phases and different cycles and experience different things in life. So it's pretty, you know, pertinent to think that our our animals are going to change as well who come and give us guidance and, and things like that. So um, our animal guide is, like I said, with us for our entire life. And however, it's often in the background working in our subconscious. And there's many times that we may not even really see that animal guide a whole lot. Whereas it will send, it will call on like other animals to kind of help us um, with different lessons and different things we need as we go along. So um, 
one thing that's really important to remember, and I think that this gets really muffled up, especially when you start talking about familiars as well, is that we don't choose our spirit guide or or our, uh, I'm sorry, we don't choose our spirit animal or our animal guide. They choose us. Now, like I said, it we want to sometimes. And, and it's not necessarily like, okay, I really feel connected to this. I feel like this is it. That may very well be your um, animal guide or your spirit animal, but that doesn't necessarily mean like you specifically chose it. It's kind of telling your subconscious. Yeah, we're going to get into that here in, in just a minute. But like I said, now your animal guide can call on other animals to come to you for help. And these would be like spirit animals that come in at different times. You'll have different spirit animals. I know it gets a little confusing. Like I said, um, for years, I was like very confused because I'm like, well, my, my guide is a lion, but like my spirit animal right now is not. And it's just, it, it, <laughs> it's such a sticky situation and, and we're going to break it all down. I promise. So, um, the next line I have is let's break down a few things. And I keep saying, let's break down because we have to break down the walls and the barriers of number one, the thought of the thought of the fact that everybody wants to tell everybody how to do everything and how everything should be and what it is and well, you can't do that or you should do that or this is what you do blah 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 do whatever the fuck feels right to you first and foremost like that is one thing I want to break down immediately I repeat it all the time I know I know I know but honestly there's no wrong way to be a witch so if you feel drawn to something or feel like something's calling you specifically it is listen to it not everybody's the same we can have completely different thoughts on specific things and still have the same outcome overall so we're all different and that's what makes us so amazing and so beautiful is that the difference makes us so unique and so wonderfully awesome so a spirit animal or guide comes to you your guides are with you, but like a spirit animal comes to you when you need them, even through, or even though you may not know that you need them, like they'll come through different things like dreams or symbolisms of seeing things or um, some of their characteristics are showing up a lot or, um, you, you know, you might see um, things that remind you of them or actual see the fucking animal itself. There's so many different ways that, that you're, the, the spirit animal that you're working with can come visit you and you may not even realize it or you may not notice it and it's sometimes really interesting because when you finally like when it all clicks you're like fuck like damn that, that makes total fucking sense and for me I, I I am the last one to like pick up on things when it comes to myself. I will pick them up on things left and right for other people and be like, oh yeah, shit. No, that's like a, that's a sign for you. That's clearly a sign for you. And for me, I'm always like, um, well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why I don't take my own advice as much as I should, but my therapist says that I am a, a people pleaser and a fixer and I'm always trying to fix things for everyone instead of myself. So I think that's probably um, a big part of it. But any other people pleasers out there in the podcast land know exactly what I mean. It's so easy to help others, but so hard to help or listen to ourselves. So 
but they could come to you um, to help guide you and show you things through it, like through their own unique skills in nature, certain things that they do. And that's why you, your animal guide will send um, different animals at different times to kind of help you. It's really interesting to look back at all the different phases like I've been through in my life and look back at what was represented in different areas and what one, what specific animal just kept bringing itself back around and around and around and what I really needed at different times. Um, so, you know, it, it's crazy because we have so much in common with animals but we are just so binded by social norms that we're above, you know, a lot of people feel like they're above animals, so they don't really harbor that connection as well as people like us do. And when you start really paying attention and really looking at the similarities and the, the uh, attributes of different animals and how their representation when they're around you or their symbolism is around you, how you change your behavior, your thoughts, your actions, your you're anything really. I mean, so much shit changes. So, um, it's just amazing to look and realize how much these animals are actually helping us. And we don't even realize how the time. So, um, this animal is helping us grow on our spiritual journey and it's helping, um, us through showing us how to deal with, you know, any of our manifestations, especially our subconscious in many, many ways. And that's a thing that we will experience a lot as we're dealing with animals in general. Our subconscious is doing a lot of work in the background. It's like um, your phone or your computer. It's always on the background. It's always working. It's always doing backups or doing something in the back, listening to you so it can show you um, the pair of shoes that you just talked about buying or you know, I heard you talking about you're getting hungry. It's going to pop up some um, restaurant ideas and different things. You know, it, it's constantly going, going, going in the background, working to make things easier in your life. And it's exactly the same when it comes to animals, whether it be your spirit animal or your animal guide. They're constantly working in the background and our subconscious buried deep in there, hard at work for specific reasons that half the time we don't even notice, we're, we're not aware of because we're, we're getting these subconscious and supplemental messages and we just don't pay as much attention to it as we should or as we could. Uh, you know, spirit animals come to teach us lessons that we need specifically when we don't know that we needed them. And that is something big to get on. Um, a huge part of this, like I said, they come in at a time when we need them most and we have absolutely no idea what we need. And you'll start seeing, think, I want you guys to think back with me real quick. Think back to a time where you were going through some weird shit and you had like a drawing or a fascination with a specific animal or you were really drawn into it or maybe you bought like a lot of clothes with, you know, an owl on it or you bought a purse with an owl or, you know, a, a piece of art with an owl or something drew you in about owls or who's or something about their personality, the wisdom and something to do with that nature has really pulled you in or drawn your attention in. It's because they were you were trying to be taught a lesson. And we're going to break down the animals and, and all their attributes here in a few. Probably actually in part two. Or we'll, we'll get some in part one and more in part two. But think back of a time when you had just this unexplained fascination with a specific animal. Or maybe not a fascination. Maybe it's something you kept seeing reoccurring. You know, different things coming about or 
you just kept seeing the symbolism or even the animal print anywhere. Like, you know, say you kept seeing cheetahs everywhere or um, cheetah print, everything was like popping up left, right and center. And you're like, what the fuck's with the cheetah print? It's a different way of reaching out to you so that you can be taught lessons. And it may not be a lesson. Like it, it's not going to be like, oh, there's some cheetah print sunglasses. This is a lesson I need to protect my eyes. No, they're working in the background. So we're seeing hints of them in different ways, but we're learning lessons in other ways from them. It doesn't necessarily have to be about their looks or whatever. It's things to do with them, what they symbolize. So just because you see cheetah print everywhere doesn't mean like it's so literal of, you know, um, the, the cheetah is now my spirit animal, so I need to learn to run fast or whatever. And that's not it. It's you're going to be learning different things in the background and lessons and helping you get through shit. But it's just their way of showing you that they're there and they're around. Like by showing symbolism of them or signs of them in some way, shape or form. Because honestly, like if you live in the middle of like for me in the middle of the fucking United States and the Midwest and a small rinky ass town, very little are you gonna have interaction with the actual fucking cheetah. Just randomly walking down the road and, oh, hey, there's a cheetah right there. Like, yeah, it's just not practical. So these spirit animals find other ways to get our attention. And sometimes we don't even notice it until you look back. There's many, many times that we won't even notice it in the moment. We'll notice it far after the moment and then we kind of put it together later. It's fucking crazy when you stop and really take time to look back. Honestly, going back and looking at some of the things that I've been through and be like, fuck, like that makes so much sense now. And at the time I was so ignorant and just completely oblivious to it. Just going about my day, like everything was peaches and cream and, and I'm like, oh shit, like that all makes perfect sense now, you know? So let's, let's back it up just a hair bit. Um, you, your animal guide. Now, your animal guide has been with you since, like, the beginning. But we uh, t tend to interact with it in many different ways. And, you know, we'll interact with many different spirit animals in our lifetime as well. It's just really dependent on what we need at the time and in the moment. But our animal guide is always with us. It's, like I said, it's been there since the beginning. And it it finds ways to kind of pop up over time here and there just to kind of remind us that they're still there. And again, sometimes we just don't put it together until we stop to really pay attention to. So for instance, mine, my animal guide is a lion. And no matter how much I wanted it to be something else, I cannot fight the fact that it was a lion. And I know this now because that lion pops up over and over and over again in my life all the time. Um, so I think I told you guys about my reoccurring dream when I was younger at my parents' house. And I have, I still have it to this day. I'll, I'll go back and have it from time to time. Um, it had been a really a while. And then uh, I had it just a couple days ago, or I think it was a week or so ago. Anyway, the point is, I had a lion and I can walk on the counters and the lion couldn't get me there. But the lion would walk and pace through the kitchen, through the back, um, the laundry area, back to my bedroom, just pace around. But I had to stay up high. It's kind of playing in the floor's lava, only the floor has a fucking lion on it. Um, <laughs> and 
I look back at everything I've been through and the lion kept popping up every time I had the opportunity to really stand up and be myself and not hide in the shadows and be who everyone else wanted me to be or, or you know, take that opportunity to be true to myself and have pride in who I was. That lion would pop up in some way, shape, or form, either through the dream of the lion or the, things like the Lion King would fucking pop on or... You know, I'd see a poster for the Lion King or something crazy related to lions and pride and being proud and things like that kept fucking constantly coming up over and over and over again. And there's so many other attributes too that I owe to the lion. But I mean, about 10, 15 years ago, it really hit me. Shit, this lion has been with me through so much shit. Like, it's helped me get through so many things and even though there have been other animals along the way the lion is the one that's always coming back it's always there it's always reminding me to be myself and the message you get from your animal guide may be different than other people get from their animal guide if it's the same animal because we have different lives we're unique people so we're going to take things in a different way and we're going to learn lessons differently but the overall concept is usually, you know, kind of similar and we're finding our own way with the help of that, that animal guide. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of strong, you know, a lot of different things, a lot of things happening in the background that, you know, like I said, we're just not aware of until we really stop and put it all together. But once you do, I mean, it's fucking mind blowing sometimes. So you know, some people have a really strong connection to their animal guide early in life, like very early. And similarly, I felt it early. I just didn't know what it was. Like I started having that dream when I was very, very young. It's my very first dream I ever remember having. And the only one that literally sticks with me so much because it reoccurs all the time is that fucking lion walking around. Like it was just my, my alter ego walking on the floor, like tempting me to join forces basically i know it sounds weird but it makes sense in my own head you know and you know some people just have those experiences very early in life and not know what they are some people still are not sure who their who their true animal guide is and some people have a presence of their animal guide around them every single day and still maybe know or don't know at all or everybody's different you know what i mean so you may be experiencing things left, right, and center, and then one day it's just like, fuck. Oh my God, that makes perfect sense. Like, it's the little things that just keep coming back and and really blowing my mind years later. And it's, it's just like, wow, like poof, like a light went on, you know? Um, again, you know, some experience are animal guides living in their background and only really coming to them in their subconscious. And some people have had their animal, uh, excuse me, some people have had their animal with them since early childhood in the form of like a soft, cuddly teddy bear, stuffed animal or toy or something that's been with them all the time. And they, they've known, like they've had a drawing or passion to this specific animal their entire life. And some people just have them in their subconscious and just poof one day. I mean, we're all different, so there's no reason to really get freaked out if you don't know who your animal guide is right yet, or if you're just, like, unsure, because we're going to talk about different ways to really 
connect and find your animal guide, figure out what's going on, and then um, what it means and all of that. So we, we've got a lot to, to go over here. So so when the spirit animal or the guide makes an appearance with you, it signals it's time to connect with your true self and work toward your life's purpose. And this is something that's huge. Once you know what's going on, once you realize it, once you put it all together, every time I see a lion now, I'm like, okay, something's up. Like it, it's time for me to, you know, do a little bit of work and reconnect with myself, my true self, and really kind of pull shit together and and evaluate things, see where I'm at, take in personal inventory of my emotions, my feelings, my you know, like my state, my physical state, my spiritual state, whatever, and kind of figure out what's going on and reconnect with my my true self again. And when I tell you that the lion has been popping up like fucking crazy here the last month since I've left the store, it's insane. It's really popping up in a lot of different ways and showing me that I am on the right path. I am doing what I was meant to do. I am fulfilling my life's purpose right now by being here for you guys and being somebody that you guys need and can count on to be there for you guys. And for myself, most importantly, that's that's the biggest thing. Like I tell you guys all the time, I do this because I'm trying to be the person I needed growing up and because I feel like my life's purpose is to share my journey and to help other people along their journey and all these wonderful things wrapped together. My life's purpose is to be a witch and help others on their spiritual journey. And it's crazy because it's like when I left the store, everything just came together. Things started working out that should not have worked out. Things came together to make everything happen in the most amazing way so I can really, truly pursue my life's purpose. So the really wonderful thing about knowing your animal guide is you know when that one pops up that it's it's really calling you back for a reason you know it's reminding you of all that but when you start experiencing spirit animals coming and and going through different phases that part is actually incredibly exciting because it's like you're meeting an entirely new like a new person or a new entity and you have so much cool things to learn from that entity or that person, or whatever you want to call them, that spirit. Uh, I really feel like we have them come into our lives at the most amazing times without even realizing what's happening. You know, you're going through something crazy, and, and then you just start seeing elephants everywhere. Like, elephant bracelets keep popping up on social media, on, in the ads, or, you know, there's something on the news that you're flipping through, and a herd of elephants, or this, you know, good news story of, you know, good, good heart story of a an elephant and babies out playing in the sun, you know, something silly like that. But you start seeing these animals and then once you really put together what these animals symbolize and and what they're there to help you do and teach you and show you different things, it's truly amazing when you start paying attention to those animals, those signs, and seeing everything that's meant to be and meant to happen. And it's all happening for that reason, specifically for you know, it's just, again, I can't, I can't keep this going on and on. I can't stop going on and on and on. But how amazing it is when you think about timing and how, shit, I'm not going to think over, how these animals just come into our lives at specific times 
right when we need them, even if we don't fucking notice this. So Tom and I are having a conversation, and he asked me um, what my talk topic was about this week because he's always interested. And I started talking about animals and witchcraft, and I explained to him that there's really um, four main ones that I, I want to really talk about this week or this this little series, and it's our animal guides, our spirit animals, totem animals, and familiars. Those are really the four main ones that I want to focus on. Of course, we have lots of other animal things that come in in the witchcraft world, but the four that I really want to focus on right now are those. And the two main out of those would be the animal guide and spirit animal. And I told him, I was like, trying to explain to him in a way where he gets it more than what we do or you know where it's easier for him to understand it because he doesn't fully grasp all of our craft type things and he does he listens to me about everything I say but it's just different with him so anyway um I'm explaining it to him and I was like I truly believe from everything he's ever told me and everything I've seen out of him in the 24 years we've been together I truly believe his animal guide is a cheetah his cheetahs always keep coming into his life in some way, shape, or form. He constantly has these, like, just, he's just completely drawn to cheetahs. And it's like they're always popping up in different things in different ways and their attributes and everything, the characteristics, everything about them. But I, I really think it's a feline thing in a lot of ways with him, too, and me, honestly. Um, the feline family just has a lot of pull in our lives. And I think that that's why, like, um, cats will pop up a lot for us, too. And, of course, you guys know I love our little Skybot, but she is definitely a little handful, and she is definitely our little familiar. But when we talk about our animal guides, it's the one constant that's always there. And like I said, I want to make sure it's very clear. You may not know. You could be 50 years old, 60, 70, before you realize your animal guide, because sometimes... They're always in the background, and sometimes we just don't notice it. We don't put it together, or they work so hard in the background for a reason. like Almost like they don't want us to know, but yet it's it's something that when we finally realize it, it's like, fuck, it was right in front of us the entire time kind of thing. But it's just amazing how certain animals come up at specific times when we need them so we can learn these lessons or they show us strength through different things. And right now, Travis is obsessed with octopuses. Octopi. Octopi? With the octopus. There we go. Like, a complete fucking obsession. And you guys know, I've told you over and over, Travis is obsessed with the universe and space and all things like that. So, it is really huge for him to understand space and science. All of those things are just mind-boggling things that he just takes on and has to learn as much as he can about them. Well, recently, he had watched a thing about um, octopi. And uh, basically, it was talking about how they're like alien-ish. And Travis just freaked out because he has always thought that too, that they're not really like anything else here on Earth or in Earth, or anything from Earth. They're very different. And then he has this thing of sharks as well, but it's always this pullback. And right now, the big thing about octopi, octopuses, the octopus, they can literally kill sharks, okay? Like, I didn't know this until he was telling me, like, you may watch this big thing on TikTok. 
but it's fucking crazy, right? Like they're so fucking smart and so fucking crazy. And it's, it's crazy because those are two of his animals that keep coming back in his life over and over and over again. And now as he's going through this big thing of, you know, the octopus and it's just constantly popping up in his life and different things and the attributes of the octopus and Honestly, first off, they're fucking smart as shit. Like, they can open things, and they can figure out a Rubik's Cube, and it's fucking crazy. Like, it's insanely crazy how fucking smart the octopus is. But you put that together with sharks and everything. It, the, the whole point of this is, is two of the animals that keep coming into his world of spirit animals are sharks and octopus, octopi. And now he has this fascination where they're stuck together, like it's a thing together, like a package deal. And he's realizing like what it's teaching him and different things. And it's an amazing moment to see someone else experience that, even though they're not um, fully on the path like I am, but watching them and seeing that it's real for other people too, not just witches or anyone in the craft. Everyday people have them, they just don't know. They don't know about it. They don't know how lucky they are and they don't understand the beauty of it all until someone explains it to them if they'll listen. But like Trav, just watching all that come together for him, it was just a moment of like my heart felt so peaceful. And in that moment, I knew that the lion came to me the other day and prepared me um, with different ways, you know, for standing up for things, for something else that was going down. And then the owl came in this just this owl just kept popping up and I had never seen this owl before and I was on my TikTok feed for a follower like the following so and I knew I didn't ever follow this owl at any point but apparently I did and I don't remember doing it I don't know if like you know the TikTok gods just made it me follow it somehow I don't remember but it popped up and it was the owl teaching things to a baby owl and it was just fucking adorable shit but then it's like ah I have a teaching moment coming up and it was me teaching Travis about all of this and then putting it together it was just a fucking beautiful moment and in that in that frame I realized what I was doing and how everything came together and all the symbolisms that popped up beforehand and gave me you know the warning and the advice and and the advance heads up of hey you've got this to do and you know, it just re reaffirmed my my feelings and my beliefs that I am doing the right thing. I am here to teach others, to help others, to guide others, to be there for others, even my own husband. So it's just truly amazing feeling when you start realizing what is happening and all these things are coming together and why they're coming together. So it's just... I don't know, I get so thankful for things like little moments that remind me of what the fuck I'm doing and exactly why I'm doing it. I truly love it. All right, so let's go ahead and take a little break and then we're going to um, talk about how to really um, discover your animal guide and the spirit animals and all these and how to connect with them. So let's go ahead and get the ad out of the way. And we're back. All right. So, shut the plot in my bed. Let's talk about how we can discover and connect with our animal guide and spirit animals. 
because they're kind of going to be the same way. Um, but you want to focus on one at a time. So I would, I would say, if you know your animal guide, I'd focus on if you're trying to figure out your spirit animal. So here, here's here's where we kind of got to divide the difference. If you do this and it keeps changing, that's your spirit animal. If you do this and it's the same, that's your spirit or your animal guide. Um, and again, don't get frustrated if you do it and you're getting um, results where you're very confused because you haven't really, um, you understand or, you know, something may not make sense or something's just odd. Just keep in mind, a lot of times these work in our subconscious, they stay in the background, they will reveal themselves when it is time or when they feel compelled to. So don't feel like just because, you know, you you can't connect with it right away doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It just might mean that they're not ready to, you know, really expose themselves to just yet. There's a lot of different things, a lot of different reasons why um, they may be waiting or something like that. Um, also, incredibly important Please remember, we don't get to choose our animal. They choose us. And I mean that in the nicest way. Like, so you're going to realize when you realize you're just going to, bam, you're going to realize. Um, and sometimes we want it to be a different animal. Like, I really wanted my spirit animal to be a cat. But it, it's still a form of cats, lion. I mean, there's different things that are going to come up, but... If you still see, like, cats a lot, but other things, too, I mean, you just have to really, you have to go through some steps, and then you'll feel it. You're going to feel it when you do. Um, and at first, like, for me, like, I honestly, like I was saying, I knew the lion, but I wanted it to be something else, so I kept trying to be like, all right, I'm just going to take this fucking animal guide test and figure out what it is. And it didn't matter. I just really wanted to, I even tried to, like, alter the fucking outcome by like choosing different things and I was like no I, I can't fight it so um so again don't try to compel your choice um of the animal just because you want that one like I was saying like I tried to alter it by picking different things and it's just it doesn't work that way your true spirit um your true animal guide will reveal themselves when the time is right um so here's a meditation uh, that will help you unveil your spirit animal I'm sorry, your animal guide. Uh, so let, let's talk about this. So this is actually a 15-step um, guide. <laughs> you don't have to do every single step, but it just kind of depends. So I'm going to read this to you verbatim from my book because I find this to be... Um, I actually had some people do this to test it out, and they had quite a bit of luck with this. So um, keep in mind, you can change it to reflect in any way that works best for you, all right? So, there's going to be things in here that I might say, um, you know, do this, blah, 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 but you feel in that time it's better to do this instead or that instead. Go with what you feel. Again, trust your gut and remember there's no wrong way to be a witch, so this may not be the, the ideal way for you. This is not the only way. By any means, this is just an option. All right. So, as with any meditation that we do, um, you'll try and choose a quiet spot, somewhere you won't be interrupted, um, something somewhere where you're not going to be like your attention is not going to be distracted, and you know you're going to have to like pause and, and lose yourself or lose your space or anything like that. Um, it's usually try to be uh, blah, 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 fuck. 
it's usually good to try to um, do a sitting on the ground or laying on the ground. Some people like to meditate laying down. I have done that several times. I actually enjoy laying there meditating and then um, I sometimes fall asleep because I get myself too relaxed. So find a comfortable space that works for you. And the reason I say on the ground, it can be obviously the floor of your home. Um, doesn't be outside on the ground. I, I love to meditate outside on the ground though, but just that connection with the floor, the ground level, if you can, um, even if you're in like a, a high rise apartment or anything that's not directly on the ground, obviously like a basement or anything or something, you're still getting that connection of grounding with it. Does that make sense? Like it doesn't have to be the physical ground, ground, like out on earth or in the fucking basement. You could just have that grounding sensation. So close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, you know, easy in and out. We're going to relax, get our body in that mindset. Also a reminder, when you meditate, you do not have to do the weird things with your legs where if you can't put where your foot is like up on your knee or any of that stuff, it, it, it's okay. There's no one specific way to meditate. So do what works best for you. Do what's comfortable for you. You're not going to be able to meditate effectively if you are uncomfortable in your in your position. So get comfortable first and foremost. Some people enjoy meditating on the fucking couch or in a chair. Do what works best for you always and forever. Forever. Does anybody know what that's from? Yes, you're right. The Sandlot. All right. So we want to feel the earth beneath us. Um, I decided not to read this completely verbatim, but yeah. So we're going to feel the earth beneath us and we're going to imagine that we are breathing upward from the earth and feeling our energy connect with the energy of the earth. Like it, it's helping to ground and support us and we're kind of feeling really at home on planet earth. We're feeling that connection. And just as you're connected to the earth, you are connected to the sky and the universe. So take a moment to acknowledge the connection and feel the sky energy flowing into the top of your head, moving through your body. So we've got energy coming into the bottom and through the top, and they're kind of connecting in the middle. And it's a way to like kind of call in all the things. And so as we breathe up from the earth and down from the sky easily, naturally begin to feel those energies mingling inside. Notice how they join together in the center of your being. Feel yourself deepening, relaxing, enjoying your calm, quiet center. Next, we will travel inward. Allow your breath to gently guide you as you sink deeper within. Down, 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 down your awareness flows to places seems to call you. Perhaps it's a meadow or a river or a mountain or a lake. Relax. You do not have to visualize anything. All that you need will reveal your will reveal itself to you. Feel the ground beneath you, the air upon your face. Make yourself at home. Look, listen, feel. Allow yourself to be fully present in your area that you have put yourself in. Metaphorically as well. Your physical area that you're in and as well as the state of mind that you're in in your head where you're visualizing, if you're visualizing anything. Breathing in and out, feeling very comfortable in this safe, relaxing space. Invite your spirit animal or your animal guide in to be present with you now. 
open your heart and mind and sincerely welcome your animal guide. The one who has been with you all along, helping you, supporting you, protecting you. Some animals are bold. Some are playful and comical. Others are shy and reserved. Be open to whatever form or shape your animal uses to appear to you. It may be different than the way that other the animals appear in walking life as well. So in this state, you really need to be aware of any symbolism or any um, any attributes that you associate with specific animals because sometimes they will come to us in different ways. Again, like through different um, through different signs. Uh, Anytime I think of wisdom or learning or knowledge, I think of an owl. And so when a spirit animal was sent to me as an owl at one point, it was all of these things. I was thirsty for knowledge, like, and I just knew shit, like, out of nowhere. I'm like, how the fuck do I know this stuff? And then it dawned on me, the owl is making itself known to me, like, this is how that's going. So, um, we'll start at some of it in this part, but part two is going to be more about the different animals and their symbolism and their attributes and things like that but keep in mind that it can come in many different forms to you um yeah so some like i said uh, so take several minutes to watch and listen allow this unique first encounter to unfold in its own way in its own time and allow a few minutes for this experience because it could change also as you go because our minds are subconsciously going to or consciously we're going to try and change it into what we want we have to let our subconscious take over and let it bring our animal guide to vision for us we can't do the work we have to let our subconscious and our animal guide get us to that point so still very relaxed with yourself ask your animal guide if it has a message for you um it may be like conveyed as a visual symbol or a thought or a feeling or gesture an idea a sound anything so look and listen and just soak it all in um this can be like 30 seconds to a minute it, it, however long you feel until you receive that message and if you don't get it right away you can try again sometimes it's just not the right timing or um, like the universe knows that it's not ready for you to know this or um, the universe knows that you're going to be interrupted or something's going to happen that would cause you to not have that full experience. So don't panic if it doesn't work right away. So even if it seems as if nothing is happening, trust this experience. Trust the invitation for deeper connection. Perhaps your animal will come to you later in a dream or a daydream. Whatever your experience, allow all of the sensations and details to fill your being knowing that you will remember all that you need to know take another minute to experience this connection and simply be present with your spirit animal or animal guide whichever one you're trying to, to reach with right then so allow you know a minute to, to you know a minute or two whatever to really let this experience happen and and really soak it in and and, and take it all in and enjoy that moment and now it's time to thank your animal uh, to say goodbye and be ready your, and ready yourself to leave. Uh, know that you can return to the shared pace of connection whenever you want. When you feel that you're ready, use your breath to travel up, 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 back towards your conscious awareness and reunite with your soul. Feel yourself grounded within your body, support, supported by the earth, guided by the sky. Open your eyes, awake, aware, and refreshed.
Now, I know that sounded like a bunch of like spiritual guru type crap, but honestly, when you put it into your own terms, so if you need to grab pen and paper, reverse it back um, a couple minutes and jot down the steps by how you want to word it in your way that makes you feel more connected to it or take what I just said and put in your own way. Do it your own way. This is just a suggested meditation. It does not mean this is exactly how you have to do it. It's completely up to you what you feel um, connected to, what you feel like you have a um, a real feeling with. You know what I mean? It, it's all... Um, it's all on our own terms of how we do things. So um, it really just... We're all going to experience it in different ways. So um, a couple journal prompts because you know how I am with journaling and some people love them. So first, uh, first journal prompt. How did your spirit animal or animal guide reveal itself to you? Describe its size, shape, color, demeanor. How did it move? What actions did it take? Did it have a message for you? What were your feelings? Surprise, excitement, hesitation, disappointment? Your journal is just for you. So be honest with yourself. That's something that we need to remember a lot as we go through journaling. Some people are afraid to be very real in their journals because they're afraid that someone is going to read it and judge them or um, something may happen. And you have to remember... This is just for you. If you don't have a safe place to to keep it, then you can burn it when you're done. Or you can do like um, an audio version or anything that you can do to keep it out of, you know, hands of others if you don't have a safe spot. But if you do, if you are able to have a safe spot, you can hide it from others. Be honest in it with yourself with your feelings, with your thoughts, because the universe knows when you're lying. Your animal guide knows when you're lying. Everything you yourself know when you're lying. So please work together with your soul, with your animal guide, with the universe, and be honest with yourself in your journal. It's going to make a world of difference. When I first started journaling and came out of the closet about things, I was very nervous that somebody was going to find it. Like, and when I say come out of the closet, I mean come out of the closet with myself because I tried to hide um, witchy Cassie away for so many years and not even let myself be her. So I had to really be cautious with everything I did because I did not want anyone to find out anything about what I was feeling or thinking or doing or anything like that. So everything had to be extremely cautious. And I didn't ever feel genuine when I wrote it because I was just like trying to be what if anyone else read it by chance, I wouldn't seem like who I really am. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. It's hard to describe, but I was trying to constantly hide that version of myself from basically myself, honestly. So, like I said, this is this meditation was not the only way to do it. Um, you can alter this meditation in any fucking way you want. You have so many different um, ways to do meditation. So you can literally put your, you know, do where you 
close your eyes and put yourself in, you know, your happy place or a field or whatever. And the animal that walks up to you first is, you know, whatever. And then go from there and which one you feel most drawn to. Whatever works best for you. Um, I have found when I do that part, though, when I close my eyes and I put myself in um, just out in the middle of anywhere, the animal that first walks up to me that I first notice is always, always, always the, the spirit animal that was sent to me at that time and not my actual true animal guide. Um, I will get a lot of times a fox or a butterfly or um, even I've had like an otter and a fucking seal out in the fucking middle of nowhere, like out in the woods. And I will visualize a seal swimming up to me. Also, I don't know where fucking river or ocean came from that a seal came in. But it's weird because that's what happens. I know more often than not, those are just um, spirit animals coming to me instead of my guide. So, like I said, there's many other ways. You can do different meditations that work best for you. Um, you can learn about any animal's connections in your family lineage. Uh, that's something that I have found a lot of people do and they find that it works really well for them. Anything that may be of odd note. And now if you're not someone who can openly and honestly talk with your family about these kind of things because they don't understand it or don't understand you or don't know about you. You can go about it in different ways. You can um, start a conversation with, you know, hey, we were talking about pets the other day or, or animals. And, you know, did we ever have any connections to any weird animals or any animals like, you know, my friend's mom, she grew or my friend, she grew up with a cheetah in her house. And, you know, you can kind of, break it in different ways you can just do some research you could talk to people in a family that you do trust there's a lot of different things um i'm talking to your family um, in ways that can really open that conversation without opening the door to who you are if you have to keep that quiet but um like i said you know do some research on any reoccurring animal in your family's past um my friend like i said my friend really did have a cheetah growing up like she had cheetah cubs and I think that's so fucking cool. Our family on my mom's side um, has always been dogs. Dog, 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 dog. And no other interesting animals in any way, shape, or form of any kind. So that's why it's kind of like surprised to see like the lion as my guide. But there's so many things that just make it make sense, you know, makes it really understandable. So there's different things and you may not find that there's any lineage don't have any connection uh, so your guide may be something that's completely opposite or, or not even from that lineage it could be something that's been with you for completely other reasons pay attention to your dreams again this is where mine came from so i have a lot of experience with this part but our dreams are very closely related to our um, connection with our woke lives so there's a lot of things that kind of happen in our dreams that are more subconscious, but they really do tie in to our woke lives in a lot of different ways that sometimes don't make sense necessarily. You have to look at them in metaphorical sense or sometimes a straight physical sense makes sense, but you don't understand it until later. I know it's confusing, but it really, you know, so anytime you see an animal in your dreams, take note of it. It doesn't necessarily mean that every one of those animals is your animal guide. It just means that those animals are showing up for a reason. Start trying to pay attention to patterns, um, reoccurring dreams, 
symbolism of animals popping up and, and showing themselves and different things like that. So, you know, just like in the dream episode, keep a notepad and pen or pencil or something to write with, um, whatever you choose by your bedside. A lot of people like to have their phone where they can just type in the notes right there, whatever works best for you. Um, I am a very sloppy writer, so when I'm half asleep, I'm even worse. And I, <laughs> I did this thing where I was trying to kind of keep a journal in my dreams, but I didn't want to write in this journal while I was like disoriented and stuff. So I would do a little audio recording of it. Like if I woke up in the night, I would roll over and just do like auto audio recording of me telling about my dream real fast, save it, listen to it in the morning or whenever. And it's quite interesting because I think I'm awake, but I'm definitely not fully awake because I'm mumbling and I'm still able to get the sense of the dream and and everything I was notating, but I say things that I definitely wouldn't have said had I actually been fully awake and aware. And I found that to be incredibly interesting. I don't know if you guys have heard that app or seen that app where it records you snoring and anything at night. It's like to help you sleep. I don't remember what it's called, but it really like helps track your sleep and stuff. And like it'll pop up and say, oh, you farted at, you know, 2.42 a.m. or whatever. But people are catching themselves, number one, themselves talking in their sleep, which really is a wonderful insight to our subconscious and things that are happening. Number two, they're catching spirits speaking to them while they're sleeping or talking in the background. And this is another wonderful way to connect with your subconscious because these spirits are are basically talking to you while you are asleep and trying to work with your brain and your soul and your sleep and your subconscious. So I want to get the app. I think somebody says like $29.99. I don't know if that's a month or a year, but I really think it's pretty cool. And I would definitely like to try it out because I know I'm going to hear some interesting shit. Um, not only for me speaking, Travis speaking, but the spirits talking to us. So if I do that, I will definitely share with you guys and let you guys hear all the interesting fucked up shit that happens so um so yeah whatever you choose you know keep by your side that way you can easily notate things that you know that that easily notate things that happen in your dreams or even if you're lucid dreaming or anything like that but that way you could do it very easily uh, before you you know before you get up and before you wake and before you completely lose it um because I for, I seem to forget my dreams after I've been up for a few. If I don't do it right when I have it, I'm as lost. Sometimes the um, the memories of our dreams don't pop up until later in the day when something triggers it. And I've had times where it's like been a day or two later, and something will happen and it will trigger that memory of that dream. And I'll be like, oh fuck, wait a minute, yeah, like I remember having this dream, you know. So it's definitely something to keep in mind um, of the dream connection. So another thing, do you see a particular animal or a sign or symbolism or design of an animal or anything like that in repeating patterns? Um, again, talking like the cheetah skin and or cheetah print, you know, all of that stuff popping up left, right and center or um, snakes. So I kept having snake things pop up left, right and center all over the place like Things about snakes were everywhere, and I kept getting these ads for like snake skin boots or something. And one of my subscription boxes, I got a snake ring in, and one of my friends had gotten a new snake tattoo, and just different fucking things. And then I realized 
something's happening. I'm getting snake, 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 snake. And that's when I realized there was a snake in my house, per se. Um, I had someone who was trying to pretend to be close and a friend, which I never really trusted that person to begin with. But getting that that view of the snake and every symbolism form was a sign to me that, hey, there is definitely a snake in my garden and I need to uh, do something about it immediately. And once I removed that person and cut them out, the snake just went away. So that's, you know, proof of everything right there that I need that, that these things come to us like this to teach us lessons. Um, again, so think of, you know, like um, any kind of repeating things or things like that. Think about any past connections you may have had with animals. Um, did you have a favorite animal as a kid? Did you, you know, have the animal show up a lot in other ways? Did you have a stuffed animal that you were just so fucking attached to a specific animal? Did something come up over and over and over again? Um, you know, different things like that. Uh, wow. Was, was there a wild animal that crossed your path, like, a lot? Or you crossed paths was a lot? Ugh. And I mean, like wild animal as in like something that you wouldn't consider to be an everyday thing like something that would be out of the ordinary so like if somebody came across a dog every fucking day that's not necessarily out of the ordinary because you know a lot of people have dogs there are a lot of straight dogs running around but if you you know cross paths with a fucking kangaroo multiple times something's going to show you there's maybe something going on and not necessarily like a actual fucking kangaroo sometimes it could be as simple as you know a kangaroo showing up over and over again in different things like it's showing up in pictures or paintings or books or whatever the case may be sometimes it will just pop up repeatedly until you get the symbol uh, even a favorite pet with a connection to the types of animals from it can be a really strong sign like I said um Cats, Like, I always expected mine to be feline-related, and they are. Mine and Travis both, because we have this deep connection with cats. And it's just, you have to think outside the box. Not everything is going to be a direct sign. It's not going to just be a lion that you're just going to run across the lion every day. A lion's going to be in every single dream, or there's going to be a lion print everywhere. Or you're just going to see lion, 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 lion. You have to be able to see other avenues to get yourself there so take time like i said i know you guys hate when i keep repeating it but take time to journal about the animals that you feel drawn to in life this will help you kind of narrow down if it's more of like a spirit animal has been sent here to help you or if it is an animal guide who's constantly been around and sometimes they just don't come up all the time they will hide in the background and do their work in your subconscious and then come to light when it is necessary or the time is right. So really think about animals that you've always been drawn to and ask yourself why. Why have I always been drawn to that? Like what brought me there? If it's, you know, a specific reason, like I, you know, a cheetah has cool fucking eyeliner. Okay. What do you think is cool about it? And just continue down that line with yourself until you kind of reach a hypothesis of it is or isn't my guide or is my animal whatever you're you know you're trying to answer here do you have good experiences with it or bad experiences with it maybe that will also help kind of distinguish a few things for you 
Have you felt any special connections to any of these animals that you, you know, kept building on? Do you have anything you feel like a connection with or really brings you a comforting feel or, or really has something that keeps you connected in a way, you know? Uh, keep in mind, this is not always going to be a quick answer, okay? I think that's something that people expect to just get answer right away and they're just gonna know like okay i'm gonna do this quick private meditation figure out what my animal guy does and go on my way unfortunately that is just not the ideal thing um it is the ideal thing it's just not realistic to be honest so this can take time again sometimes they just don't want to show themselves right away or the timing's not right a lot of times you're going to find your spirit animal at the moment whatever there is is there but you're not necessarily your animal guide right away uh so again let's you know don't panic if it's not happening fast if, you know if you're not getting an answer maybe it's not the right timing uh, maybe your spirit guide or your animal guide is waiting to show itself for an important lesson maybe it's kind of like holding back it's busy in these in your subconscious where in the background it's not ready to come out and show you um to you know reveal itself just yeah there's a lot of things that it's you know trying to make happen first or maybe you're not mentally ready yet and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean that sometimes we we <laughs> we tend to move faster than we want or than we should thinking that we need to have all the answers at once and i'm very very bad about that actually i, I used to be i've slowed down a lot but at a time I wanted the answers to everything. I wanted to unlock all the secrets of the universe and the craft and everything all immediately. And then I really, really quickly learned that that is not the way we do things. And it's not good for anyone if we do that. So again, also, you know, remember, try not to attempt to really influence your process because you, because you want it to be a specific animal. I know it's funner to pick your own, but unfortunately, it's just not how that really works so much. Um, spend more time out in nature and not around um, or in areas of any specific animals per se. It's just that when we are in nature, we connect more with Mother Earth and we connect more with the energies of Earth and the universe and the spirits and everything. We just have this deeper connection when we are out in nature. Something about being out there really just brings us a feeling of content and connection and grounding and really like we're one with the earth and mother earth and the universe and all those things. It's just amazing what being in nature for a little bit can do for you. So also something to keep in mind is to be aware of any different or strange behaviors of animals when they're around you. Um, this could be in a nature or even in a zoo, perhaps. Uh, do they come right towards you? Do you, you feel like when you go to s around specific animals that they're more drawn to show you their attention or you're more drawn to them there? Do they act different? Do they make strange noises? Do they um, do like just different things or have anything that may be out of the ordinary of them just literally being there and doing normal things? Uh, Pay attention to behavior patterns as well. Think about, you know, all kinds of different things that go into sending you signals. And sometimes it's different little 
things that they'll do or, or you'll notice, you know, one, say you go to a zoo. I know it sounds so horrible. I don't like the zoo because I don't like that day animals trapped. I just, I don't like that. But say you go to a zoo and there's one animal, you know, for me, the lion exhibit. Every fucking time, every time, I would notice one lion just always locking eyes with me. No one else. That lion had me in its sights the entire time and not in a, a way where I felt fearful like it's going to fucking bust through the glass and come eat my face or anything like that or the cage thing. In a way that almost like I felt like it was staring into my soul. In a way that it was like trying to telepathically send me a message or trying to connect with me and different things. And one time in a zoo, I had a giraffe do the same thing and I knew that that giraffe in that phase of my life I was dealing with was a spirit animal trying to send me messages and teach me different things. And it's just when you feel it, you'll know, but don't rush it. I know everybody wants to know, but it's something that just takes time, unfortunately. So also think about what animals you've always been attracted to. Um, either because, you know, you admire them or you fear them. Um, this could show you a connection. Like I said, with a lion, growing up, I was scared of it. But then when I realized what it meant and, like, its its connection and, and it was trying to show me that it was my it was my true self. It was my, my pride and not, like, a, a bad pride way, you know, a sinful pride way. But more of a proud to be who I am and it's okay to be me kind of thing, kind of a situation. So, um, when looking at animals, what animals are you most drawn to? Really think about what animals are really most drawn to and have always been drawn to. Or, you know, at a zoo. Again, I hate the idea of a zoo and talking about that, but they exist and it's horrible. But um, at a zoo, when you are and you go in, which animal are you most connected to? Which one are you like you want to see as soon as you get there? What? animal area do you just want to go to immediately because you know you're gonna either be so happy to see them or number two be so sad that they're there it can go either way because you can be sad that your your animal guy is locked away you know what i mean like we all kind of do it different um hang on sorry about that the tone for the town was going off and it was kind of really getting loud for a second and i was like no no all right, so um, a couple other ways we're going to add real quick for a wrap up this episode. Um, <laughs> some people like to determine their animal or try attempt to determine their animal god. Let me put it that way, um, based on their zodiac signs related to the elements. So a lot of people will say, "Well, I'm a fire sign, so my animal guy must be a phoenix," or I'm a water sign, so my animal sign must be something from the ocean. Or, you know, I'm an air sign, so my shit must be a bird or something that flies. And, you know, the earth sign, or, uh, yeah, earth, fuck, man, I'm done. You know what I mean? So, that's, you know, some people try to connect it to this, and that's just not how it always will go, but sometimes it will. So, don't feel like if you are a water sign and you realize that you are um, your animal guide is a butterfly that that's okay you know what i mean or if you are a um air sign and your your animal is a giraffe or a 
polar bear. It's fine. It, it doesn't have to go by that. But sometimes it could also mean that it just kind of happens to be a coincidence. But some people truly believe that it goes by that. So I'm not going to tell you either way. Um, you can totally do however you feel drawn to. So whatever, you know, whatever you feel drawn to, whatever you want to do. Um, so, all right. Here, here's my last, um, my, my last tip on finding your animal guide. Take an online quiz, okay? Or not, because I'm laughing, you know? Here's the thing. Um, so I, I did them, right? I did, I wanted to see. So, <laughs> I, I wanted to see. And I had four of them come up with bear, one come up with otter, one come up with snail, one come up with some insect I've never even heard of in my entire life, one of them came up with a koala bear, one came up with, um, what the fuck was that one? I think it might have been a sea lion. Um, three came up with actual lion lion. Uh, I mean, there were just so many. I, I literally took everyone I could find just because I wanted to prove like a point to myself that, you know, they're not exactly, you know, legit. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it is not telling you about your spirit animal in the moment or something that's happened. So a lot of these online quizzes are just for fun and they will say somewhere in the fine print for entertainment only. However, if you come across some that are truly made by people like us, you may have a 50-50 shot of actually getting something legit. Keep in mind that it's all based on algorithms and what answers you choose. You have full control to basically manipulate it to come up with whatever answer you want. So, you know, just, you know, damn near every one of these sources it has different answers. Everything's just kind of different. So just keep in mind, it, there's so many options. So... Um, don't try to rush it. Just let it happen as it happens. There's just so many different wonderful animals out there for us to connect to and to be our guides that we we shouldn't try to influence it because that animal was sent to us for a purpose, for a reason, from the universe to be our guide. And we shouldn't try to alter that because it's got work to do and we need to learn and honor that, you know? But do what you want. I mean, like, again, there's no wrong way to be a witch, so if you want to pick your own fucking one, do it. Do what you want. I'm not going to tell you you can't. Not going to tell you you can't. Um, so like I was saying, we have a lot of more things we're going to get into here as we go into uh, episode two. When we get into episode two, we're going to talk real quick about um, totem animals and kind of um, bring that uh, concept in. It's not really deep. It's not like a like we're not going to go big into it. It's just kind of going to be um, a small little add-in section. And then we will talk about familiars as well. But we're going to get into the different animals and what they represent and how they um, how they kind of work with us and their messages and different things. And there's also different things to kind of keep in mind. So. When we talk to the animals, not only are we talking about um, 
animals in general, like your animal guide, but the spirit animals. So these will work for both uh, animal guide, spirit animal, or I'm sorry, all three or all four. Your spirit guide, ah, fuck. Your animal guide, your spirit animal, totem animals, and familiars. Because they all have the same attributes for each one. It's just they come to us at different times for different things. Like, our, again, our animal guide is with us from the very beginning. It will stay with us and continue to be with us. But it will call on other animals to come in and be our quote-unquote spirit animal for times when we need them to help us through different situations, to teach us lessons, to guide us, to really just be there for us. Totem animals will kind of get to, like I said, in the next episode. There are more things we call upon for help. And then our familiars, you know, we'll, we'll do a whole talk about this. But my point of all this is, we're going to start talking about all those animals. But we also have to consider different things that go with them too. And we're going to break this down in the next episode. So honestly, this might end up being three episodes. Because I got a lot of stuff I want to get out about animals here. Because animals are just so everly present in the craft. And people are always talking about, you know, witches and their familiars. And witches with animals. And the people of the craft have a strong connection with animals in general just because we are able to connect with them on a level you know very deep and passionate with the universe and we just have this connection in many ways so it's really important that we kind of discuss how these animals can help us and how we can learn from them and how they're really you know here to be more our friends and teachers and and helpers and guides and and all kinds of different things. So I really want to spend some time on um, animals and not rush through it. But like I said, next episode, we're going to start talking about the different animals. Um, we'll talk about keys to them, the teaching, and some different questions that we um, can ask ourselves to kind of find out how they um, can help us in different ways. And one thing I think is super uh, exciting to kind of think about too is the different variations. So sometimes we might see... Um, in our like a dream or something we'll notice something and or when we're doing our meditation and say for instance um we have a cheetah just because this is a perfect example we have a cheetah and it is in our dream is it's shown ourselves we know that's either our animal guide or spirit animal we know what's going on but the cheetah's blue instead of normal cheetah colors that's that's different. So that's probably a sign that something you know something I should pay attention to, right? And we're also going to real, like take a look at the idea of how many animals are there when they when they show themselves, because this will have an effect too, as well as how things are, what it's representing at the time. And this is more about like our spirit animals necessarily than our guide, because those are ones that are going to go in and out of our lives at different points. But they're here to show us specific things. And I mean, our guides can do the same thing too. But when they show up in different variations, different colors, different numbers per se, then it's for specific reasons. It's doing that to show us something important. So um, so we've got a lot to talk about next episode. I'm really excited because we're, we're really going to do some deep diving information here on these animals and how we can uh, connect with them better. So I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. Um, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to all this. So I hope you guys have an amazing day, week, month, year, whenever you are listening to this. Um, yeah. So you can find me on TikTok, Cassie the Basic Witch. I think it's at the Basic Witch 2020. 
You can find me on Instagram, Cassie the Basic Witch, YouTube, Cassie the Basic Witch. I am working on um, getting a new laptop set up, a new computer set up. I just, things have been crazy. And then I'll go back to making videos. Um, I don't know. I just don't like how it's so slow and jumpy, but I'm working on it. Um, yeah. I brain just forgot everything else that I'm doing right now. Oh, my Shopify store is called The Basic Witch by Cassie. If anyone is interested in looking at it, there's also a link in the Facebook group and there's a link on my page. Um, if you're new to The Basic Witch, you can come join our Facebook group. It's just called The Basic Witch. And you can always email me, thebasicwitch2020 at gmail.com. So yeah. I hope you guys are having a great time. I am looking so forward to all the wonderful things we have going on and, you know, just kind of working together and, and so many wonderful things to come. So, I, oh shit, I about fell over. <laughs> I'm going to go try and talk to him and get some new ink because it's been a while and I need some new ink. So, yeah. All right, guys. Oh, 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 shit. I forgot to tell you guys. Check out um, the other podcast. It, 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 it premiered last week. It's called Hot Takes with the Human and ha- with the Hamster and Human. And it's Travis and I answering questions. Like, I'm reading the question. Uh, people submit to Reddit, Am I the Asshole? And I'm reading the question, and then we are discussing, and it is um, it's a good time. So it's fun. It's supposed to be just something to chill and have, you know, fun talk about, put our two cents out there, and just something to relax with. So if you need a good laugh, go check it out. Um, we only have one episode out as of this exact recording. We're getting ready to record another one tomorrow, so it'll be out Saturday night. Um, yeah, new episodes come out or new episodes come out Sunday morning, Saturday evening. So yeah. Alright guys, that's it. Hope you have an amazing day, week, month, year. Whatever you're listening to this. Bless be. Love you, bye.